0: Welcome to the Fulfilled After 50 podcast. I am your host, Alice Edgerton, and on this podcast, we are the filling station for creating a life you desire and deserve and being fulfilled to be the best you can be in this season of life. We talk about daily inspiration, encouragement, uplifting for you each and every week. have a Special guest coming on. It is Michelle Pippen, and we're going to talk to you guys about really like what purpose is for your life because we all sort of wonder that at some time or another, right? How are you? Oh my gosh. I am so good. How are you? It's good. I'm glad I don't have to read your lips today, right? I was, I know. We were pretty good with that though, to be honest. (laughs) I know they work. Uh, first, um, I want to tell everybody, guys, we had technical difficulties. It was me yesterday. The platform that I normally use had changed everything. So we're going to a new one. It's called StreamYard. So for Michelle to see your comments today, when you come in, it's going to say, Allow StreamYard to see your name and allow them to see your face so when you comment we can see who's commenting and who's on but everybody i am so super excited michelle is not only an amazing business coach she's been an amazing mentor to me And she is a woman of faith that I just love sharing this journey of life with. Michelle has guided me really for the last two years in this journey of entrepreneurship. Um, She has made me better as a person. And for you women who are in here, Fulfilled After 50, we created this a year ago. We're 1,000 strong now. It was so so important for me to bring Michelle in here today for you guys because for one, a lot of us struggle with our purpose. And what is our purpose? And Michelle is so good about if you are looking at making a career change for one, Two, you're looking at how to make your relationship or marriage strong. I know we're going to go into a couple of different directions here, but I love just love everything that you have to share, Michelle. And I know that everybody here will get so much benefit out of a couple of things. For one, is how do we find purpose in life? Because a lot of people look for that as externally, when biblically, God says that purpose lives already within you, right? And we look for it externally. So I would love for us first to touch on purpose, but also, can you please introduce yourself to everybody and just tell them who you are, how you started out on this journey, and thank you so much for being here. Oh, yeah, I'm so excited. And you brought tears to
1: my eyes when you talked about um, me helping you become a better person. I definitely feel the same way um, about you for me. And um, I'm so excited to be here. Um, I love being in Fulfilled After 50. I do wanna point out that I just turned 43 though. Because that's important, I think. But um, you know, one of the things that I actually wrote the uh, forward for um, Alice's book, Fulfilled After Fifty, and yeah. I'm I'm very much in the same season as most women um, at fifty and beyond, right? So I am I'm married to my soulmate, who you um, know hasn't always been easy, but it's so it's it's so good to be. We're um, we're on the other side of twenty years now, so we'll be married twenty-one years in uh, in June. And um, so I have that and our kids are old, right? So we have a um, a 21 year old who just turned 21 in October, a 19 year old who turned 19 in November and a 17 year old who um, will turn 18 in, uh, in July. So I'm definitely in that season with you guys, right? right? Like where the kids are, you know, it's like technically one of them still lives at home, um, but uh, you know, they just kind of are on their own thing. It can be a quiet season. So I'm definitely in that season. Um, with you guys. So I um, actually began my journey just as a new mother, like I, you know, back 21 years ago, like um, you heard rumors of people who worked from home, right? Like you heard about that, but the internet really wasn't what it was. Nobody really had email. And, you know, when, when you heard about people working from home, like some people, like maybe they licked envelopes. That was a big thing you heard about, or they sold Tupperware or whatever. And, I'm married. My husband is a public school teacher and, um, yeah, we didn't have any family money on either side. And I, I didn't like, um, I didn't start my business. I quit my job, my full-time job. I had no backup plan. We had $213 in savings. And that was like (laughs) put into savings deliberately, right? Like we had $213 and, um, I took 50 of that to start my business. I had no backup plan and no, like, no safety net. Um, and I just had to make it work. And back then there were no business coaches and there weren't any like um anything to help, really. I just had to really um, be driven by my purpose. My purpose at that time was to just, be at home with my kids and not have to get a sitter or daycare, or any of that. And that drove me. And it's funny because when your purpose is strong, you can figure some stuff out, right? And I'm happy to say I never had to lick envelopes um, and I didn't sell Tupperware. Um, I did actually market myself as an at-home secretary for a year. Um, You know, the term virtual assistant hadn't even been created yet. So it was, you know, it was scary times, but I'm so glad that, um, that I did it. You know, I've never regretted it for a second. I I say I'm an accidental entrepreneur. Like I just set out um, to to somehow make a living from home just to cobble together um, a few, um, a few income streams that would, literally keep my lights on. And, um, and so I was able to do that. And, uh, when I found along the way somewhere, like, I don't know, three or four years into business, I, I started to get fancy and I thought, well, I like, I have a business, so I'm going to read some business books and I'm going to really like fancy this thing up. And, I realized like everything I was reading about starting a business it wasn't true right like it wasn't true for me and and I said I'm like oh my god no wonder there's an 80% failure rate in business because everything we believe to be true about it everything people are reading and learning is dead wrong and at least it wasn't my experience and so um I finally got the courage to start talking about that and I started like uh, dispelling the myths about being in business for yourself or how to market or how to sell or get your name out there, any of that kind of stuff. And um, the more truth I spoke, um, the more people are like, wait a minute, like that makes a lot of sense. I'm going to go listen to what this chick has to say. And, uh, and I guess the rest is history, right?
0: Yeah. So I, uh, you know, I would love for you to talk about like, um, Well, for me, I was a dental hygienist for 33 years, and I feel like sometimes in this season of life, we get stuck into the thought, this is all I know, this is all I have ever known, and I just... I can't do anything else i guess this is what god has meant for me and that's it and so you know as you being an entrepreneur being online and guiding women to be so successful can you just tell that woman that is listening today or on the replay that if you are thinking of you know what is your purpose now how would you tell them to really start? Let's say, start today. How to start to find
1: their purpose?
0: Yes. Okay,
1: so um, the first thing I would say is we've got to eliminate any stories of what we should be settling for. Yes. Right? Like, yeah. um, god didn't bring us here to settle right like we were meant and created to be strivers right like this is um this is how we are designed by god as humans right it's not never satisfied it's that we were not made to just settle just be like eh, right. this is good enough right like that was just not you know you look at just um there's a, a verse in the bible i never know what verses are but it says you know um even in creation god's uh purpose and his character is revealed right so the ignorance yeah. in other words like if you don't have a bible you still have a clue You still have a clue to God's character and and who he is. And we were made in his image, means we were made to create some stuff too, right? Like we were made. And um, when you look at it, God's creation just like nature, right? if you look at the abundance and the beauty, right? Like God could have totally created the world in kind of like this two dimensional flat, black, white, and gray kind of thing, but, but he didn't, he went above and beyond. And so yeah. the first thing is like, when you are feeling unfulfilled, which is how we start to realize like, I want, this isn't really, my purpose here something's amiss like you want to listen to that right like it's not some bad thing it is like god saying you know what i created you for more and frankly um at at every new like accomplishment you make at every new risk you take like you're going to be you're going to be shown i believe by god even more of what you're called into right and if he showed you what is possible for you at the beginning I know for me, I'd shy away, right? Because I'd be like, "Oh, I'm, I'm not ready for that," right? And so, right. you know, we don't even know what God has in store for us. We just have to keep taking the next step. So the first thing is just don't settle. We got to rebuke any spirit of like just settling for good enough. Do not. it's not how we were made, right? And when you have that, then your purpose, which by the way is always here right it's always here your purpose will start to quiet down right mm-hmm. just like a kid that is ignored the first couple years of its life like it doesn't they they stop asserting themselves your purpose is the same way right so for me it's like you want to look back to the things that just made your soul sing when you're yeah. I was a weird kid. Like I would, um, I'd like hide in my closet and read or I would disappear for the entire day. And I would, um, I'd disappear for the entire day and like write or journal. I'd write poems. I would climb trees. Like I was just like this weird kid. I would sneak out of my house in the daytime, like to just go like journal somewhere, you know, like I didn't have to sneak out. It was just weird. It was just weird stuff. But that's how um, it, you know, I look back and I realize like, I was made kind of to be looking inward. I was made to be a writer. I mean, I went to go to college thinking I was gonna be a writer. Like, you know, I never even thought of that. But at, when I was a kid, I knew and I always loved to tinker with stuff. And I love I love to write and I love to express my feelings. And so when you look back, like what made your heart sing, even if it seems yeah. like weird and insignificant? It's like, What part of that can you have right now, right? Like there's
0: always clues. Yes. Well, you know, you're so good though, Michelle. So, you know, when we feel like we can come into something else, but people aren't used to seeing us there, then it's like we crawl into that like limiting self-belief and that negative self-talk. Because we're listening to outside people tell us, oh, you, you can't do that. You've never done that before. What makes you think like you can go do that? And then being in a this season of life, as for you know, most of us that are 50 and over, it's that how do we have enough self-confidence as a woman to say, you know what? I'm not too old to learn, and if I'm too old to learn, then I should be in the ground already done. That's right. right.
1: Yeah, and um, and a lot of times too, I feel like even learning. And I am a I'm a consummate student, right? Like I'm always reading something, I'm always learning yeah. something new. Um, but I also believe that can be like a. A procrastination tactic that sounds super wise like I'm gonna learn I'm gonna go back to school and get my degree in something I've done for 30 years right I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a new certification Yeah, that's my favorite one as you know and it's like wait a minute don't forget don't forget what you've been doing for the past 50 years right like don't forget who you are what you bring to the table right I mean if anybody here is in the capacity of hiring someone You and I both know it's not so much like some academics that they learn that you're looking for, right? You're looking for a spirit. You're looking for a a partner. You're looking, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not about, so I'm not saying don't learn. I learn every single day and I encourage it. Don't use it as an excuse not to go and do what you want to do. Because we can stay in prep mode, even at our age. We can stay in prep mode a long time. It's like, I have people say, well, I'm going to do this to build my resume, what? (laughs) <laughs> You're 55 years old, your resume is done, come on, just got there and do the thing, right? Um, so yes, learn, but don't learn, Um, you know, with, out doing, without going out there and standing on your hard fought and hard won experience that is worth far more than you could learn, um, you know, from any book, right? So we just want to, I want to put that out there. Um, the other thing to realize is that, um, you know, anybody, usually it's our own talk that says, um, you're not you're not ready for that. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like usually it's, we're not hearing other people. Now we might hear other people say it about themselves as in like my husband who, you know, um, has like, he, he has a phenomenal body. He's a PE teacher. He moves every day. He works out every day. He's like, he's like buff in every way. And like, you know, the other day he's standing in the mirror and I'm pissed because he's looking at something. He's like, oh my God, I've really like, I've gained weight. And I'm looking at him. It's like, he, he's still got his kickback. Yeah, I'm obviously pissed. And I'm thinking, well, he's obviously talking to me, right? He's obviously trying to say I've gained weight. And so but that's what we do, right? It's not yeah. that we're hearing other people say, Michelle, you're not good enough. You could never do that. You're not going to fit that. But we hear them saying about themselves, side note as women, we should not let any other woman hear us put ourselves down because they're going to think what I thought, looking at my husband, looking at himself in the fat mirror. Right. And I'm like, we hear that. And from other people are like, well, I must not be, or whatever. So we just need to one, we should not allow any other human, especially if we've got daughters, hear us talking down about ourselves or saying yeah. we can't do it or geez, or I'm too old for that. No, that is sending a message that we do not want them to internalize. So one, don't be part of the chatter. Um, the other thing too is like confidence is not something you're born with or, or not, right? Like confidence right. is a muscle and you need to build it every single day and every time, you know, so you need to um, hang up like testimonials. Maybe if you're in business, like, you know, of things that you've done well, um, you know, well with throughout the years, you need to um, do things that build, build your confidence. You need to learn to trust yourself, start with small stuff if you have to, but learn to trust yourself and, and deliberately work your confidence muscle every single day.
0: I love that. Yes. So can you tell them, like, what is your routine, Michelle? Like, you know, what do you do to, for one, just armor yourself in the morning when you get up? And then what do you do as a self-care ritual for you? For one, today is Valentine's Day. So, you know, we're going to touch on a couple of things because for one, I want you to know this is... This is going on fulfilled after 50 podcasts as well. I
1: I sound much better on 1.5 speed. Okay. Sometimes I listen to myself in one speed. I'm like, for God's sakes, woman, speed it up. Speed it up. (laughs) 1.5 speed. That's my that's my favorite speed. (laughs)
0: <laughs> uh, so tell us, what what is your ritual? Because I know you're very much like me. And honestly, that was a game changer for me when I just really just... Sat in the morning, I got quiet because you cannot hear what God is trying to tell you or teach you when you still got the the chaos of the world going on in your head, right? How can you hear any other voices if you just cannot be still and be quiet instead of seeking external people to tell you what to do or what you can do or what your purpose is because it's in you and you got to tap into that, right? Right. Yeah. I mean,
1: you you definitely have to make time, um, for yourself. Right. So like a lot of times we'll, you know, we want our husbands to make time for us. We want our kids to make time for us. Right. And, um, and we often ignore giving ourselves the time and attention, listening to ourselves, honoring the wisdom, you know, that we you know, I got my hair done for you guys, but, um, Ah. um, you know, and I'm like nearly all gray now. I was shocked and appalled. Yeah, really. I took a picture because nobody believed it. But um, anyway, so it is like you know we have some hard-won wisdom, and but we don't listen to ourselves. That's why when we're giving somebody else advice, sometimes we're like, "Whoa, where'd she come from?" Like that's (laughs) really good. That's a writer downer. You know, write that down. I might not have another one for another ten years. But (laughs) that's how that happens because we are not listening to ourselves, and so it's not only about listening to God, although for, for me and for you, that's part of it, but it's also making time for myself. That's important. Right. And self-care doesn't always have to be massages. Although definitely I do those and getting your nails done for me, like chiropractic care and reflexology. Like I'm kind of a crunchy granola type, like that's my thing. But, um, but it's also just some quiet time and honoring, like what you need to be at your best for me, silence and solitude that's when I'm at my best right like I'm just if I had to like network to grow my business if I had to show up in person if I had to do stuff like that I would not be um, as successful as I am I had to honor myself as part of my own process Um, so my morning routine is really easy Um, I I wake up and I definitely don't have that external stuff coming in like I don't cut the TV on I don't listen to podcasts right away I don't even read anything but the Bible right away right like so I grab my coffee and that's just kind of of like letting the you know letting the morning like open up to me. I have my coffee. Also, uh, um, pretty severe caffeine addiction, which I acknowledge and um, okay, I have totally accepted and I'm okay with it. Right, so. Um, you know, I, I have that. And then I'll read my, um, my Bible and I'm in a canonical study now. So I'm reading like through the Bible, but, um, I, and now I'm in second Chronicles. So I'm definitely going to like finish it, you know, but, um, it's, I, I read that. And then I always journal and uh that's where I feel like I hear God's voice coming in, but I also can, um, can hear my own wisdom, right? Like you can also write down the things that I know I'm meant to see or do or talk about or what have you. So, you know, the, the Bible time, the journal time. And then for me, I message because I am an entrepreneur and, um, and I do everything with, you know, content marketing. So, because I don't want to show up in network. Right. So I, I always message, I write out to my people and it's like the routine is easy because one leads to the other. Right. So like the Bible really fuels the journaling and the, the journaling always fuels the content. So it's not like it, it doesn't feel like an effort. It's a really easy, um, easy process. And I love starting my day. Those are like my big, rocks, I guess, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, I, and I just feel, um, very, um, you know, very settled after that. Like I've, I've done my spiritual work I've done. I Mm -hmm. I need to probably add some physical stuff in there, but yeah, I've done my, my spiritual work. I've done my self-care, like journaling. I've done my marketing for the day. Like it just seems, um, it seems simple and easy. And, you know, for us as women, like the world comes in, the world comes at us. I was talking to somebody today and and I said, it almost feels like, you know, when you see the seagulls dip down into the ocean and they, they take fish and they do this. And I mean, I, there were times when I felt like, and still times, I'm sure I'll feel like this again, but where I felt like that was my life. Like, The the birds just flew in out of nowhere and took and took and took and took bits of time or, you know what I'm saying? And like, we've all felt the way. It feels like the day just went by, but um, I get my main stuff done before the day starts. And in that way, I'm consistently making progress in all the important areas.
0: Yes, I love that. Well, 90% probably of the women in here have come in because they are really curious about journaling. They know. Benefits of journaling, but they just really, I think don't understand how to to start it. And for you, you give those prompts every morning as well in in your membership. And I think it really gets that thought process going as well, right? So is there any way that you could guide somebody like on the journaling process? Of course, you're a writer and you write amazing, but for somebody who says they're not a writer, which that's what I would say for me as myself, but there's a release of emotions when you journal that out. Yeah. And when you have overwhelm and when you have anxiety and when you're suffering through some depression, some loneliness, when you're you're hurt and some family members and you got this and you got that, just the therapeutic thing that goes into journaling.
1: Yeah. um, So to me, I can't really imagine not journaling. Um, And it's not just, uh, it's like, you know, when you and I were teenagers, uh, I'm not saying it didn't happen, but we didn't hear about like girls cutting themselves, right? Right. Right. And I think one of the reasons, like back then, diaries were big, right? Like, and I I don't know what your diary was like back then, but you know, sometimes you're just mad and you're like, and you're writing so hard, you're tearing the page, right? Or you're crying so hard, you can't read it. But it was the release that they got through cutting that we got, you know, through our our diary. Um, And so for me, the journaling is a, um, it's a habit and you just have to get into the habit. Don't worry about like, I never read my journals and frankly, I hope nobody else <laughs> ever does either, right? Sometimes right. I have a lot of um of confidence, uh, assurance in the fact that um, I write really sloppy. So probably nobody could ever read my journals, right? They're ah. not to be read. I don't really reread them, right? So to me, it's like I journal to not just release and sometimes clarify feelings, right? But I also journal to submit who I'm becoming, right? Like I, one of my pet peeves are women who talk about like finding themselves I'm finding myself. I'm like, no, create yourself. You create yourself every, every day. We weren't made in the image of a finder. <laughs> we were made in the image of a creator, right? And so yeah. every day I create myself new. And sometimes I have really challenging days coming up. It's like, I will literally journal on who do I need to be today, right? Like, who do I need to be? This isn't about multiple personalities. This is like, You know, who who is the woman that needs to show up today in terms of she's already in there, but like, I I need to make sure that I'm clarifying um, the energy that I'm attacking my day with. I need to make sure that there are, um, you know, emotions that are not being ignored and like going to, you know, rear rear up some other time. So if you're not journaling, I would really encourage you to just like start with something super basic. Like I am statements. Remind yourself who you are. Right. I am um bold i am empowered i am free i am loved i am chosen right like i am determined um even if it's like i am angry i am hurt like whatever it is right journal that out so that you have clarity and that um that it's released from just kind of your um central nervous system really you know i think, right. um and that's why i do like the um you know the pen to paper, Some people journal on a computer or whatever. I do pen to paper and I think central nervous system wise, it really does help. Whether anybody can read it or not, whether it makes sense to anyone, it just is a great habit. I'm trying to think of some other like journal prompts that besides the I am, oh, another good one is I choose, right, I choose, Um, that's another good one. You can start these every day, you pick one, I am or I choose or both of them, right?
0: Yes. Yes, I love that. Um, one of the last things I want to hit on with you is because we really couldn't string yesterday in this group, but you are so amazing on love, marriage, and relationships. Again, today is Valentine's Day. So I do want to just hit on that just a little bit with you because for one, um, sometimes we, we don't plan what life throws our way. And sometimes some of us are in some toxic relationships and we feel like we're trapped and we have to stay in that. Mm -hmm. So I I just wanted to touch on it for one, because I am in a second marriage myself, but Ricky and I have been married for 19 years now. And my, my first marriage, it it was toxic. And I really felt like I was going to be in a mental institution if I didn't get out of it. And my kids would not be who they are today to stay in it. But for You, even though, you know, I'm a woman of faith and I struggled with that and I felt like it wasn't biblical for me to have a divorce, divorce didn't come in my family, but you and Chris have such an amazing marriage, a relationship, and your kids are all great. So I would love for you to touch on, you know, what is the foundation of your marriage maybe what do you and Chris do as a couple? I don't really think like we've talked about that because I know that you have boundaries that, Hey, this is my time with my man. And I don't got time for you right now.
1: That's right. That's right. And I think that's so important too, right? Like, um, so Yes, yeah, so thank you for that. I, I um I love my marriage and I'm always I am like such a huge proponent of marriage and I grieve divorce. Um, and yet I'm also very um I always say it, you've heard me say it a million times, like I do not think that um every marriage should should go the distance, right? Like I know. I don't believe even that 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 is um, biblical. Obviously, the Bible says what it says about divorce. But, you know, we all do things that are you know not exactly lined up with the Bible. And I really believe that there's no honor or dignity or glory to God by staying in a marriage um, that frankly is even like miserable, let alone toxic. Right. So mm-hmm. I just I always say that because I don't want anybody to ever hear what I'm not saying and feel like, right they need to stay when they're in a toxic relationship or that they should feel bad about leaving. Like, I mean, I considered it very seriously myself and my husband is my best friend and my partner. I love him beyond life. And, um, and it was my love for him that kept me there because he went through a depression. It was like a really, really rough few years. It just felt never ending to me. And, um, we came very close um to divorce and on this side of it, I'm really I'm just so thankful that um that we didn't. But it was um our foundation really um one, it's so funny because he and I are so different, like he's super organized and a little bit like OCD, and he's the one who cleans the house and you know, like all these women talking about the broom challenge. Like, and I'm like, I don't even know where the broom is. do we have the broom? I, I assume. I assume we have a room. I wouldn't know where it is. Or like my friends, my best friends, like, you know, emailed in a group text, like, hey, I need to buy a new vacuum. You know, which one are you gonna, should I get? And I'm like, seriously, you know, like, (laughs) come on what do you really say to that? Right. No. Um, but we're very, we're very different. We do have a really strong foundation. It's funny, the ways that we're the same, we both love, um, you know, the simple things we love a simple life, right? Like we love an uncomplicated life. Um, and so, uh, you know, we do have the foundation of faith. Like I said yesterday, like as we grow cro- closer to the Lord, we go grow closer to each other, right? Like that's kind of the way, um, God made that work. Um, sex has been really important for us. Like even when we had nothing else, like we were at each other's throats, but, um, sex really served a, a great purpose for us. We both, um, we both enjoy it. We, I think have the same, um, Appetite in that that regard, like God totally has blessed that area of our marriage, and um, and sometimes like even when like outside of the bedroom, like we were foes, you know, like inside, like everything came off and we could we could unite um, sexually, and and I um, I know it's a big part of marriage, and they say like if your sex life is good, it's like twenty percent of your marriage. If it's yeah. bad, it's eighty percent, right? So yeah. it's something to to really um, invest in because it's so it's natural for us to desire sex and want sex and enjoy sex. And yeah. so it can be a great like bridge uh, when your marriage has gone through, you know, over troubled waters, right? In other areas. So um, that's been that's been really good for us, but also um, seeing each other. You know, like just seeing each other and um I, you know, seeing him for who he is and not who I just want him to be or expected him to be. But that was a, a big thing for us. Like I think I said, I don't even know if it was here or somebody else today, I said, you know, we spent a lot of years in our marriage and we were in marriage ministry and and there's some pretty strict roles, I guess, that people talk about in marriage ministry. And we'd always drive home feeling like, man, we're not that way. Like, is that, you think that's okay or, or whatever? And we spent a lot of years like him thinking that he should be like, uh, more the financial provider and I should be more of like the domestic partner. And, you know, and like we had all these things. And when we finally just like shed all of that and like God brought us together. And when we shed like those other expectations and just saw each other for who we were and really settled into that it like it changed everything in our marriage i think it really helped alleviate his depression and it certainly yeah. helped our marriage
0: yeah so when you feel like you know sometimes we get comfortable too where we're yeah. somebody for a long time you just get like comfortable so therefore you don't really try as hard as you should so if you're trying to bring the spark back and you know i know that sex is a big one for that like is there anything like you guys do for each other like you know to to show that kind of affection <sighs> Yeah.
1: I mean, I think obviously we talked about love languages yesterday and everybody is different, right? Chris and I, both of our primary love language is physical touch. So we are really um, excited. You know, we're, we're glad about that. Um, But, you know, seeing your husband and knowing like what he, you know, what he um, wants, you know, and sexually like people, you know, we could go into like a, um, you know, talk to a sex therapist or, you know, go into different websites or, you know, whatever. But it's like, you know, the truth is you should know your man. Right, yeah. we yeah. should take some pride and curiosity in that. It's not about, um, it's not about being the best lover or sex partner for your husband. It's about becoming that, right? Like right. I take great pride in exploring Chris, and he the same he does for me. Like I take great pride in that. It's not something of I've got to be a certain way. It's like I'm always exploring him and what he loves, and so that can be um, certainly you know erotic, but it can also be you know outside of the bedroom right like you can also be just um you know like as an you know as an example we'll go and get a couple's massage and chris will want them to massage his head for like 20 minutes like he's like spend the most time on my head. that's where he holds his stress and so you know it's like exploring the different touches that your husband likes exploring you know making a mental note make it important when he's you know um is not even if it's okay to say like when he want wants sex like you know what gets him to that um to that state and like make note of that because you should know those triggers for your husband that you know we know all the other triggers right to try to make him mad you know we should know those other things too and he should know them about us and so one of the things and Um, neither of my girls are married yet, but like one of the things I want them to um, embrace when they're married is a freedom and exploration and like a lightness to sex Mm -hmm. and touch and all of that, right? Like it it should be fun and exploratory and no pressure there. So, um, you know, when you think like how to bring the spark back, well, I don't know, you know, but you know, you know what right. he likes, and you can start paying you know more attention to that, like what really gets him going, and um, and you know start to be more verbal about what you need as well, and um, and make it fun, you know, take the pressure off.
0: Yeah, I fo- I found it very interesting in church one Sunday that our pastor he says he does a lot of marriage counseling, and. One of the things he says is the one thing I hear when they come in is he or she does not make me happy anymore. And he's like, you know, that that's not their job. That's right. Your your job is to find the happiness within yourself not seeking it in somebody else. And I think that's honestly like a lot where divorce comes into place because people are constantly seeking somebody else to make them happy, right?
1: Yeah. to make them happy or to make them feel approved or to make them feel accepted or to, you know, what I'm saying it's like, it's a lot of burden to put on, on somebody, right. Or to fix their past or to fix what their parents didn't do. Right. Like, you know, to me, it's like, we've got to come with a, none of us come to marriage with a clean slate period. We just can't. Right. Um, but we do need to come with clear expectations. And yeah. you know, the number one cause of divorce, I think is just unmet expectations. Right. And, uh, what we, um, what we came in just expecting and thinking was definitely going to happen and it doesn't. And then all of a sudden, like they are demonized in our minds for something they didn't even know they were supposed to do because they didn't grow up that way. Right. So, you know, it's like, it's, uh, we set ourselves up for failure by, um, by making them like the, the happiness, you know, creator in our life. And, um, and, you know, going back to what you said though, and what you, I know you've been very, um, cognizant of, or, or very, um, deliberate about within fulfilled after 50 is going back to the self-care, right? Yeah. And so a lot of times people detach, um, the self-care and the journaling and that kind of stuff from working on their marriage. And yeah the less I need from my husband in any area, the more I'm free to enjoy and love him, right? Like, uh-huh. music can be ugly. And so if I have tremendous need, I'm not saying you should never need your husband, but what is a better way to feel about your husband, right? Yeah. And so like, you know, for me, it's like, I, part of this is like, yeah, it helps my business and it helps content marketing and all this, but also it allows me to come to my husband unencumbered by a bunch of emotional need. Now I still sometimes do, right? Like, so like I gotta, I gotta unload here, you know, but as a general rule, um, I, you know, I want to take care of myself so that I'm free to just love my husband, right? The way we started, that's how we started in marriage. You know, we wanted to be a certain kind of wife. We want, to um, love a certain way we want it we have these ideas and then when anything goes off course as it always will we start to lose faith or belief in what we originally started out to create but um, we can definitely get back to that just little little teeny decisions and taking care of yourself um, in, in the self-care department you know is everything that um, Alice teaches it'll definitely bless your marriage because it frees you up and it in it um, it takes the shackles off your husband <laughs> um, trying to be something he wasn't created to be.
0: Yes. Yeah. I love that too. And Ricky is like almost so in touch with things that he knows is just going to um, make me feel better about myself. Like, you know, I had stopped getting my nails done at one point, And then he looked at me, he's like, why did you stop? I'm like, oh, you know, we don't need to spend that extra. He's like, no, because it, it, it makes you feel prettier and it makes you feel better. I want you to go do that. Do something for you. You always, you know, do something for everybody else, just like you do. So it's, it's so important because that feeling does come back to us. Okay. We're, we're doing something for ourselves. It makes us feel good. And, you know, of course, then it makes, them better because we give them more affection too. Right. I mean, it's sort of like all rolls together, right? That's about the only way I can explain it.
1: It's true. It's true. Side note Have you ever, I, I don't know that there's any other industry more secure than the fake nail industry, right? Oh I am God. a crunchy granola. You know me. Like I am crunchy granola. Everything about me is natural except my hair. <laughs> and like, <laughs> You know, I started getting my nails done, and I was so proud of myself when I started because I'm like, "Oh, I've done this for like, you know, a year. I've done it 18 months. Like, because you know, I'm not polished in any way, right? Except my nails. So this makes me feel polished. And then uh, just not even a month ago, I said, I told Chris, I was like, "I'm going to stop getting my nails done. I want to, you know, I don't feel good about it. I hate the time it takes. Like, I'm going to go back to natural. I, you know, you know, I want to see the ridges in my nails, the health of my nails. You know, whatever." And I did it and it had him taken off and the guy took him off and he was laughing at me, like laughing. <laughs> and he was like, okay, you know, whatever. And so of course, then I went back like, oh yeah, I, I did it. I was like not off for like nine days and you look and all of a sudden you've got man hands, right? <laughs> I didn't used to have man hands, but now I look down I've got man hands without the nails. So if you want a um, economically, you know, a industry that will never be out of business, it's the fake nail industry. because. No kidding. We're hooked.
0: I mean, you know, it just makes me feel pretty.
1: <laughs> I know, right? I did not <laughs> feel pretty before we did it. Um, but no, I love that. I love that. And Quint, I Chris was disappointed when I said I was gonna go natural and he's like, Oh, you are? He's like, I he likes knowing that I do that kind of stuff. He feels yeah. better knowing that I do it. So um, So tell
0: us what are you doing for Valentine's Day today then? Since you know it's it's a special
1: love day. Yes. Yeah, so um, we are. So my husband, it's so funny because I didn't know what he was doing um, for me. And I woke up this morning and we had uh, renewed our vows on our 20 year wedding anniversary. And um, and he framed our vows and uh, and wow. had those friends. I had no idea. And um, so that was like my, my gift, you know, and wow. um, and then we're actually going out to Blue Point uh, restaurant. Down the Outer mm-hmm. Banks, and it's really nice. That we're doing that tonight, um, and we're actually going with my parents, which we've never done, and uh, and then we're uh, we're coming home, which is our our favorite place to be. So it's uh, I it's- love
0: that. I love that so much. So that's so good.
1: We often have other do what. I said we often have other plans like our thing is like we go to dinner and we come home you know and yeah. like other times we pretend we're going to do something else like we'll buy movie tickets or we'll do something and then we eat and then we're like we're driving past and i i'm like you know what well you know what do you think he's like bye bye movie <laughs> and <I'm> like, yep. <laughs> like me (laughs) right right so we stop buying the tickets now and we just pretend like we talk about it like maybe we'll go but
0: yeah go find a movie on tv if we (laughs) laugh that's right right so I just want to you know end this and wrap it up by telling everybody that you know the way I met you Michelle was online online is amazing and I will have to say the saying your vibe attracts your tribe and I do solely believe that you know god called me to just really find you there's a lot of people online but your authenticity just comes through and you have guided me along this entrepreneurial journey that um is not easy there's a lot of valleys that go in it sometimes I mean we can rise on the peak and it's all great when you're all high and flying high but when you're in that valley and you need somebody that you can deeply connect to and that's really my sole mission for Fulfilled After 50 is to have some deep connections when you're in a valley that you can really call on that person you know we are so so tight in our faith but sometimes you need that faith driven person just like you to say hey you know I'm really having a rough day can you can you just help me out here and say girl not today we are we are not claiming that that is not today and you are that person for me Michelle so-, so I want to you know, tell each and every one of you that are here listening, if you you know we spend all this money for our kids for coaches I have to say you no know, no and um yes, I, you know, I'll, I'll tell each and every one of you, you know, I, you know, I paid Michelle money to be my coach, but I had a hard time really doing that. And then I thought, you know, I spent so much money on my uh, son's baseball coaches. My daughter, she was in pageants on her pageant coaches. And so I'm like, why am I not good enough? That's and it. I think women sometimes we feel like, Why are we not good enough to have a coach? Because we really need a coach all during our life, whether it's a nutrition coach, a fitness coach, a business coach, a mentor coach, whatever coach that is. It's like, please, please do not think that you are not worthy enough to invest in, in somebody to help you along in this journey of life.
1: absolutely absolutely yeah so it's been um it's funny because I think about that sometimes too like the time and coaching and extra that we put into our kids you know and it's for something like we're not sitting here thinking they're going to uh play ball professionally right like we're getting these coaches just so they can perform better right like you know what I'm saying like like this we we're investing only because we're hoping for the you know NBA or whatever the baseball. Terms. <laughs> it's like we're not thinking that it's just like this will help them perform better the next game, help them feel better about themselves, right? And like and so we we bleed out money, <laughs> and then it's come times for ourselves and we're like, wait a minute, <laughs> right? Like maybe not now. And so and if you're in business, like. One of the things like your business will never outperform you. So it's important to invest in you. Um, You know, it it won't outperform you. Your business is going to be limited by um, how you grow. So
0: exactly. So please tell them where they can find you, your website that you have, or if they just have questions about so many things that we just touched on today, I would love for you to, you know, I know they'll have questions later.
1: Yeah, so I'm definitely, you know, I'm most present on Facebook. So it's facebook.com backslash women who wow. So definitely connect with me there. You can message me privately there at m.me backslash uh, women who wow. And, um, and so I think um, Alice joined Women Who Wow, maybe two years ago, I think. Um, So uh, any of you guys who want to join, I'll give you um, Alice's rate. I'll have to figure out what that is, but it's um, it's much higher now than it was when she paid. So just message me about that. And, uh, but message me about any. Um, any questions that you have or anything that you think I can um, help you with, or even if you just need um, a word of encouragement, right? So yeah. definitely um, stay in touch and connect with me there and stay plugged into to fulfill it after 50, because it is something that is definitely um, created to give people and women of a certain age, exactly what we don't get anywhere else. Right? Like, and so it's the same right. as like now how we take supplements, right? So um, we take supplements because we don't get any more from our food, what we yes. need to perform optimally, right? So it doesn't mean like I'm weak as a, I am weak as a cook. <laughs> it doesn't mean I'm weak as a cook, you know, because I, I take supplements. What it means is our world is no longer... Um, set up in a way I would get those naturally from just engaging in the environment vitamin D from the sun or from our food we have to supplement and our world moves too fast to get what we're intended to get in terms of connection and uh, ceremony and some advice you know we're not getting that and so it's 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 natural and responsible to supplement with groups like the Fulfilled After 50 group, right? Like I, I view it very much the same way you would view a supplement line doesn't, you know, it just means that you're taking responsibility for your life and your health and your relationships and all of that. So if yeah. you're not already a paying member of Alice's, definitely it's it's worthy of the investment.
0: Yes, and um, after we end this, if you wouldn't mind just dropping your Women Who Wow well so they can know and just go straight oh, to that. Sure. Great. But thank you so much, Michelle. I love you so much. You are such a dear, dear friend, a mentor, and a coach, and just a wonderful human being, but a wife and a just a wonderful, faithful woman. I love you so much. So thank you so for-
1: Thank you so much. This was so fun and much better when when I can hear you. <laughs> it's always
0: that.
1: Oh, I know, right? Here, I'll see you later. Okay, bye.